I'm going to argue with Jason that there's no such thing as a double switcheroo. Eh, Frank's a loser. Lodero. So I officially hate like 94% of Atlanta fans. Guys, I'm going to make you set down your teacups and take your pinky fingers and put them back into the fist that they need to be in because this has gotten far too cordial. I lost to the freaking cat team. Just a whisker. A whisker of a loss. Was that a rational RSL take from Jason? <laughs> hey, I, I, I'm probably the most rational RSL fan. You just got lawyered by a non-lawyer, bro. Hello and welcome to episode 30 of the 2018 MLS Fantasy Insider Podcast, our review of round 29 and preview of round 30. This episode is brought to you by the Toronto Scoreboard Company, now offering boards that go over 500. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. Actually, uh, brought to you by MLSFantasyBoss.com and the fantastic subreddit community of r slash fantasy MLS. I'm your host, Reed Connolly, from MLSFantasyBoss.com, and tonight I'm joined by usual co-host, Blaine Riffle, back from a little bit of a sickness hiatus uh, with his family and everything, so glad to have you back, Blaine. And then pinch-hitting tonight for Mike, frequent guest Tim Shaw from Soccer Captains is joining us. There we go, cheers. Uh, And we'd also like to welcome our special guest, Sheba Rawson, who covers the Portland Timbers for MLSFemale.com. How are you all doing tonight? Doing fabulous. Thank you. Thanks for having me on, guys. Looking forward to uh, shooting the S with you once again. (laughs) (laughs) Give me a PG-13. I know older girlish kids listen. That's right. That's why we got some kids listening. Uh, Yeah, and that's a a great transition we'll get to in just a second. But before that, uh, I want to say thanks a lot, Sheba, for coming out with us tonight. I don't know how many people are uh, aware or follow MLS Female online, but you guys have a pretty cool project I want to give you a second to talk about. Sure. So uh, MLS Female is an opportunity for women who follow Major League Soccer to offer their thoughts on the sport. Um, There are folks who will follow most of the Major League teams, write about them on the regular, take pictures and give their perspective from a fan's perspective. And they've got, uh, you guys have beat writers for every team and you've got pretty regular content from the times that I've been over there. Almost. Almost every team. Almost. A lot of little icons over there on the left side. So I didn't count. My bad. But I'm looking forward to you all getting a Cincinnati coverage right there in the next year. Uh, so it's a cool project. Check out MLSfemale.com. Uh, we're going to move on to our round 23 review right now, uh, starting with our uh, team scores. Uh, so we're going to go right here. Uh, I know Sheba's a little new to the MLS fantasy scene, so we're not going to let her be bombarded with uh, previewing round 29. But uh, Tim... Lang, you guys are old hats at this, so I'm going to ask you to tell us how you did, starting with uh, you, Tim. You got it. Uh, Round 29, 102 points. I captained Wayne Rooney at the very last second instead of Acosta, and it cost me 11 points net, um, which dropped me down to overall rank 203 on the year. Um, I I still finished in the top 2,000. I guess that's kind of good overall, but... um, yeah, I mean, uh, still feeling pretty good about my prospects for this season. Uh, you know, a couple of good weeks here, and I should be able to climb into the uh, top 100. A couple of great weeks. Should be able to climb up. Blaine, you've been gone for a little while. Yeah, 98 this week. I also captained Rooney, kicking myself because I was thinking about Acosta. But uh, it's really hard to pick between those two in er, any week. You think Rooney's going to get a couple of goals, and he only gets one for the round. Yeah, uh, defense kind of let me down again, but 
solid bench play this week, so not horrible. And to go back over the last few weeks, I was I think when I was last on the show, I was hovering around top 200. I fell all the way to about top 800, and now I've climbed back into the top 500 while I've been gone. So been a little bit of a rough patch here. Um, have mi- have missed the captain quite a few times in the last couple of weeks. But I wanted to say I told you guys DC was going to get the offense rolling a while ago, and I hope everybody kind of paid attention to that because you've definitely seen it over the last few weeks, and not just with the double game weeks that they're able to get a few of now. But I'm really excited for this one and ready to push through the end of the season. I, I think by you guys, you're, are you talking to the viewing audience? Is that what you're – because uh, I know – I maybe Mike, I know I haven't been doubting DC. I've been pretty up on them all year. Yeah, you've been pretty much on my side, but I've said, oh, DC is going to really start to turn it around. You're going to see a lot of stuff, and I've gotten a little bit of pushback all over the place. Well, I'm a gigantic DC hater, but uh, even I would <laughs> – yeah, even I would admit that they were uh, starting to really turn it around there. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if they can uh, come through the home stretch here. That's a lot of games to play. Yeah, I mean they've they've definitely got a shot. Better better shot than maybe LA has at cracking into the top six. Toronto, <laughs> <laughs> probably definitely a better bit shot than Toronto has at cracking into the top six, but. Uh, it'd be a nice little battle, and I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays out over these next few rounds. Uh, I will round out our trifecta of Rooney disappointment right here. At the last minute, I, too, switched from Acosta to Rooney, and part of my motivation for that was a little bit kind of a lot based on a head-to-head matchup that I had this week that I'll talk about later, I guess. Uh, but I had that that motivation behind me with the head-to-head match I was working on. Uh, Otherwise, I had a late change as well. I uh, missed that uh, Jakovic wasn't on for LAFC because I had some friends over playing a really cool board game that we were just talking about before the show started. Um, But I missed that, and I did not want to bring in um, Beasler's three points from RSL. So I switched, and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to go with. I guess I'll go with the Chicago player. Went with Vincent. Almost went with Hop, but I went with Vincent. Got nine points from Vincent, and uh, that, that was a nice little boost. Definitely better than the three points I had from Beasler and matched the nine points I had from Javinko coming off of my bench. My failure of the whole round, I uh, didn't get a lot of points from my D.C. players, but still not my failure from the whole round. Didn't get a lot of points from my Philadelphia players, not my failure of the whole round. It was Savarino from RSL so involved in the last two games with these six-point games that he's been putting up and gets two points. I thought he was going to be the nice little sleeper that came in there. Most people would go for Rusnak. I'd grab Savarino. He would be great. Huge disappointment against Minnesota. We'll talk about that in our reviews coming right up. So before that, though, I've got to give a shout-out, a special shout-out to Older Goaler. He made this request, and I thought it was more than fitting to put to the show tonight. Big shout-out to Older Goaler's son, Younger Goaler, a.k.a. Jack. I guess he's actually Jack, a.k.a. Younger Goaler. Uh, Jack, um, basically, you have to ask yourself this one question every week. Did you do better than a teenager? This week, that answer is no. You did not because older goaler son Jack 
was the round rank number one player for this week. So you guys, everybody, all of us, we just got a serving of humble pie. Jack scored 149 points, uh, puts my, I didn't even forgot what I have, uh, my 114 to shame. Pretty much everybody else. Jack put you guys to shame this, this week. So uh, very well done, Jack. Congratulations right there. Uh, big round of applause. Jack plays in the MLS Kids League that older goaler has created. He's done this for, oh, man, at least two years, maybe three. I think it's maybe just two, but two or three years he's done this, and it's a league that older goaler organizes every season that encourages parents and kids to play the MLS fantasy game together. I know that uh, Skylar Redpath also plays with his son in the league, and, and they're pretty competitive right there. Uh, older Guller also sent me a really funny video of his son getting so excited when uh, he showed him, printed it off, I guess the frame, that he was the number one round ranked player uh, for round 29 of, of the, the season. So, again, congrats, Jack, right there. And uh, everybody else, we got owned. So, so Dream sorry. Team Jack. That's Dream right. Jack. Team Jack. There he is. <laughs> so, let's move on now to uh, the round 29 review. And uh, it's, it was double game week. Pretty good little double game week right here. Where we had uh, some technical difficulties with Shiba. I was just trying to work out. She's going to hop back in and join us as soon as she can. But we're moving on week, uh, with this week. So the round reviews, going to start out with um, only one can be left standing against Philadelphia and Montreal. It was uh, an interesting battle. Philadelphia was... Uh, on a form run of three clean sheets, Montreal, that's over all competitions. Montreal had a road scoring run that was uh, pretty well. They had scored in every away game for the last three games. Uh, now, when we were talking on the show last week, we were a little bit higher on Philadelphia because we weren't sure about the consistency that Montreal was going to be able to maintain on the road. And they did that just very well this week. Uh, one to four, a victory for Montreal. Quincy Ameriqua up there now, gets a goal, as well as some of the usual suspects, Piotti and Titer up there doing things, uh, working on that creativity that they have to take advantage of uh, the counterattack system that they have going on, still in that fight for sixth place. Uh, Fantasy-wise, that's a big battle going on with these guys getting hot in these last six rounds. Definitely keep an eye on some of these Montreal players Quincy may be a, a decent uh, switcheroo option, auto roo option right now. Don't know if I'm going to go with that uh, as, a, as a definite, but it's tighter, uh, Piotti, guys that are definitely back to the conversation if they were ever really out in your mind. Uh, but for me, uh, that's definitely some good production for Montreal going forward. Uh, LA, LA Galaxy, just uh, looking through this, I, I have a, a passion for uh, tabletop RPGs, and I've been playing a lot of Diablo recently. Um, LA is basically the glass cannon of, of MLS. I feel like I don't. I don't. What do you guys think about that? Solid reference. That's uh, yeah, I, very well. Very done. solid. No, no defense. It's like we're going to go out there and try to outscore you as quick as we can, and maybe that's not going to work. Probably isn't going to work, but we're going to give it a shot. Uh, that did not work against Toronto. Five to three, eight points in that game. It was pretty amazing. As was that showdown between Zlatan and Bradley. Um, that's I really do wish that we had had a microphone or something right there, or maybe someone does a bad lip reading of it. I would I would love to see that as well. Um, I just wanted to make that reference about the glass cannon fantasy wise from here. 
don't think Toronto is going to be able to make the push to sixth place. They're going to try, so they may be a decent source of some attacking options right there. LA Galaxy, it's only attacking options. Don't even bother with defense. The new coaching shift did not have any effect like we thought it wouldn't. Mentioned Savarino earlier. Uh, Real Salt Lake really sputtered in this one. It was Minnesota's second game. Uh, they have busted their pieces back, but it was still just this 1-1 draw. And I think Mike Petke said it best uh, when he said in his interview after the game, in reality, I didn't see this coming. Well, neither did I, Mike, and uh, definitely caught me off guard. That has been one of the biggest problems fantasy-wise for Real Salt Lake and a few other teams throughout the season is just unpredictability. So sorry, Jason, uh, that that didn't work out well. I think he went heavy into RSL this week, so um, no no real production right there. On a related note, though, I believe they said Euromosivian is now over in Chicago, so that, that could be an interesting way to, to round out the season for them. Uh, we'll see how that works. A uh, couple more teams to wrap, wrap up with. LAFC still having some hard times getting their offensive machine going. Uh, they got some big scores in the middle of the season, two, three, four points during a game, having struggles to get it to uh, to get a brace even now on the road. So uh, be careful with LAFC coverage moving forward. Though I will say New England did kind of manhandle that team, so that may be the solution to how to deal with LA, that if other teams follow suit, then that might put them in some trouble. Uh, Blaine, I'll let you jump in real quick with this one. Sporting Kansas City is turning on the Jets, but this was against San Jose. They've just fired their coach. It's it's pandemonium over there, and it seems like even though you are scoring goals, they're coming from lots of different sources. What's your take fantasy-wise on this game? Um, Gerso is on fire right now, and I think he's stolen the starting spot from Shallowy at this point just the chemistry he has with the entire team and his pace is unbelievable. I think he's probably been one of the best players we've had over the last month, month and a half. Uh, the S I get to listen to the SKC broadcast most of the time, and they're just going on and on about the wealth of attacking talent Vermes has at his disposal, which is nasty for fantasy fans. I can't tell you whether we should start Nemeth or Rubio. I think it's going to be Rubio because of that. But again, he just got off international duty. He did play for Chile the, over the break. And so Nemeth got the start. Nemeth gets his goal, gets his first goal back in Kansas City. It's There's too much going on to really predict. I think the highlight for me, though, has got to be Gutierrez getting back on the score sheet, snagged a goal and an assist in this one, maybe two assists. I didn't look that closely at it. I was just enjoying the five-goal route. But, yeah, the the team looks just like they're firing on all cylinders again. And it could be any one of the guys there. So it's great for me. It's horrible for my fantasy team because you can't really predict who's going to go off in these games. DC United started out the week kind of uh, slow Came back with a 2-1 win against Minnesota at the start of the, at the, of the round. Then uh, went up against your New York Red Bulls, Tim. And uh, 3-3 right there just couldn't make it happen. Uh, what's your takeaway from that game? That uh, was just a, a wild rivalry game. Hot weather, tired defenses, and everyone was uh, still feeling pretty chippy about it. Uh, from the Red Bulls standpoint, you know, it's – 
little disappointing considering Atlanta won, uh, but they were able to take a point on the road, which you know you never say no to. So um, I could tell you could tell Bradley Red Phillips wasn't happy with how the team was playing. You know, each time he scored a goal, he just did not look thrilled. Like, wow, we should be beating these guys five six nothing. But you know, that's uh, that's the attitude you got to have when you're trying to uh, make a run for the supporter shield. You know how you're doing if it's a tie game is not good enough. So. You know, DC again, like we were talking about before, they, you know, they they started off real hot when Rooney came in, uh, sort of slowed down a little bit, but you know, jumped right back on the the horse there, and uh, you know, taking four points away uh, from a week like this, nothing to slouch about, nothing to be upset about. Not even upset about not being top of the supporter shield. Ah, uh, you know, what are you gonna do? It's at this point, you know, it's. We still got so much of the season left, you know, five, six matches, sometimes seven matches. So, um, yeah, just got to make them count when uh, when you come home. Uh, the final game I just got to highlight, like I mentioned, I, I grabbed a Chicago player. Chicago just laid the beat down on Orlando. Orlando has now allowed 66 goals this season. The previous record for goals conceded was 70, and that was Minnesota last year. They are on pace to break that record. Not a record I think Orlando wants to have, but fantasy-wise, for the last few rounds of this of this season, always bet against Orlando. That's pretty much a good option right here. Uh, you may have some decent clean sheet chances depending on who they're playing, uh, but you also may want to have a little attacking switcheroo on your bench because there's probably going to be opportunities as things are not going well down there for them. Uh, that's all I guys that I have for uh, fantasy comments from round 29. Anything you all want to add? Oh, man, you got it. Hit the nail on the head. Uh, just a little takeaway I've I had from that. You do you want to play against two or play two of the weaker teams off of each other? Orlando really hasn't looked good in this slump. They're giving up a ton of goals. Like you said, they're on pace to break the record. Minnesota actually looks competitive, and they've been in most of their matches lately. And it's uh, Quintero coming in has really sparked this team, kept them in games. But from what I gathered from that DC game, they really took it to them. I didn't get to watch that one. Um, they're not the team, even though they're they're down on the standings. They're not the team that's just going to roll over and die and give up the big goals like we like we'd expect. I'm excited to see what they're going to do next year. But they're just. Uh, they seem like they're in almost every game and they're that one team I'm worried about tripping me up every time when I'm looking for clean sheets. Well, let's move on to our housekeeping section. We're still trying to work on getting Sheba back in. She's got some great info about Portland. We'll let her get that uh, shared with everyone and, and move forward. But uh, until then, let's go to the housekeeping games start Wednesday, September 19th, my birthday uh, at 10 30 PM with Portland versus Columbus. So make sure you have everything set, your captains and, and your double game week players uh, by them because there are going to be a lot of rosters that are going to be coming out around that time since it is a later game. So uh, 10.30 p.m. September 19th, that's a Wednesday. Portland versus Columbus is how we kick things off for round 30. We have six teams in a double game week. We have Portland, San Jose, Seattle, Columbus, Atlanta, and Philadelphia. Some great potential players right there for an all-double-game-week roster, I think. Uh, no teams have a double home game, and no teams have a double away game. So it's one and away for each team. So keep that in mind uh, for how you're making your splits. 
Patreon. Uh, thank you so much to everyone who continues to donate. I have uh, the emails have gone out to notify the winners from our spring league. And I guess in a few rounds, I'll be sending out more emails for the winners of our uh, uh, fall league as well. So it's uh, been a lot of fun having everybody participate in Patreon this year. And I'm getting all the prizes boxed up to get those shipped out as soon as I can. It's, it's, uh, there's so many of you guys. And so it's, it's a lot of, it's really humbling seeing everything I'm putting together for everyone out there. So uh, thank you so much. If you want to learn more about Patreon and how you can give to the show to help us support the fees that we have and get a chance to win some awesome prizes, head over to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. And uh, we've got Sheba back with us now. So Sheba, let's let you talk about uh, Portland and what you think their production and performance is going to be this week playing Columbus and then traveling over to Minnesota. All right. I will give it a shot, although apparently I'm working with a uh, tin can and string, but we'll see what we can do here. So uh, Gio's been messing with the lineup a lot, um, and I'm not sure why Ridgewell's on the outs again. I would have loved to see him in the back, but um, I'm going to guess that he's, for whatever reason, not going to be back in it. So, um, so my lineup for... Um, well, my lineup for Columbus is going to be um, Steve Clark, of course, in the back because Atamel is still out injured. Um, going to go with um, Alvis Powell, assuming that he's well enough, um, Mabiala, Cascante, and I'm going to go with Valentin. Um, it could have been Viafine, but I'm going to go with Valentin. And then we'll go with Chara and Guzman uh, in the middle, then um, Blanco, uh, Polo, Valeria, and Armonteros up top. Um, We've got we've got another game coming right up with Minnesota, so I'm going to guess that uh, instead of Valentin, we'll have Viafania on the left. Uh, that instead of Guzman, we'd have uh, Flores. Um, still going to start with Chara, but maybe Olam's going to get some time, and then maybe Abobi say up top instead of Armenteros. But other than that, my mind. So I know that right now Blanco is on a yellow card warning. Do you have any fears that he won't be available for the second game? Yes, <laughs> very much so. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I'm 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 seriously hoping that uh, that Valeri will will step up and take enough heat that uh, that uh, that Blanco won't won't uh, lose it. Um, he you know his nickname is Chucky. He's kind of a hothead. He's like he's he's my favorite Chihuahua. He's you know he's maybe five foot five in his boots, but he will fight you. Um, but I really don't need him to fight right now. What we need is we need him to keep a cool enough head against uh, Columbus that we can uh, have him have him uh, for Minnesota as well. Let's let him fight in that second game uh, when it doesn't matter. If we get that good there double game week go. points. There, there we go. Uh, do you think that they're going to get a clean sheet in either one of these games? You know, I'm I'm going to say clean sheet at home only because both both teams tend to um, lay back and wait for the counter. And so if we actually do it right, then we should be able to keep the clean sheet at home. You know, I'm really not sure. It depends a lot on what lineup changes happen in Minnesota as to whether or not we're able to keep the clean sheet away. I'm uh, I'm particularly concerned about about our back, um, you know, our back line, especially the center backs. Um, I know Ridgewell is Ridgewell, but uh, he he commands a good back line. But for whatever reason, and I I still am not entirely sure what's up. Um, you know, if if he were in the back, then I would say probably. But um, knowing what I knowing what I'm going to guess about Minnesota, I'm going to say. No, we're probably going to get scored on. I, I would like to think we take it, you know, at least a point, if not, you know, maybe come away with a 2-1 or something. Else. That's got to be a weird feeling to have worrying about your, your defense and your back line, though your keeper is injured. So that that's a big part of it as well, right. um, especially after that 15-game unbeaten streak. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and um, 
for whatever reason, you know, we, we had we had a coach last year who pretty much didn't make changes even when everybody wanted him to. But we have a coach this year who, who messes with the lineup a fair amount, and sometimes I'm really not sure why. And it is late enough in the season that I would like us to kind of lock in that best 11 and, and go with them. Um, I, I get the sense that he's very much a look at who's playing well every week in practice and then, you know, base your lineup on that. But since we don't really know what's happening in practice, all we see is the end result. We're not sometimes sure exactly why the change happened the way it did. But he's a right. player's coach, so he's not going to come out and tell us, well, you know, this is why this guy's not playing or this is why this guy is. Uh, so you mentioned the coach, and uh, we know we had some technical difficulties that that made you miss part of the conversation earlier. But we did did mention uh, San Jose and how they've got Caleb Porter now. Potentially, let me say, potentially, we've heard that Caleb Porter is interested in the job at San Jose. Do you think that system fits him, and do you now hate San Jose? <laughs> well, okay, so uh, two things. Uh, second of all, can't can't really hate San Jose because they. Uh, they, they would really like nothing better than to have us be rivals, and, uh, and they're just not. So, um, But, of course, uh, will he fit their system? The question is, will, will they fit his? Because he's going to come in with a pretty particular mindset about how he wants to run things. And so I think it's, if, if that's the job that he takes, it's going to be more a question of, uh, will they be willing to adapt to his um, But, yeah, of course, you know, it would be fabulous to you know, see things. Oh, I hear some Lily in the background. Yeah, Lily's not feeling that great right now and not wanting to sleep, so I may have to take off. Well, maybe she doesn't like Caleb Porter at San Jose. <laughs> maybe not. Uh, well, before we get into some more of these game breakdowns, let's uh, hop back up just in case we lose. Kiba again. Uh, a quick preview of injury news. Just some updates. Mike's not available tonight, so I did my best to collect this information. Uh, we had Nagby return to Atlanta last week, got 77 minutes in, so look for him to maybe be part of the picture this week. Uh, Powell did return for Portland, as Ashiba was already talking about, got a full 90, so watch him on the wings. Dockle listed as injured but did start last week for Philadelphia, got 72 minutes right there, could play a part in his double game, their double game week. Uh, Silva, as I made, made an allusion to early on, returned at the center back for LAFC. Still a good value there if you want to get a part of that defense. Uh, Marcelo Silva over at RSL, on the other hand, is still out, and that has Beasler starting in his place for another value, though not a lot of production this past week. Uh, Quintero got two starts last week for Minnesota. Calvo also came back for the second game with Minnesota, so they have some more of their pieces back as well. Quintero did not get his usual production as we were used to seeing before his injury, which I think makes sense for most returning players. Um, Jordi Rinya is on a yellow card suspension, so he will not be available this week for Vancouver. Parkhurst at Atlanta, one game away before he gets a good behavior suspension, so he could potentially miss a second game this double game week if he gets a yellow card in that first one. Uh, Arthur and Higuain are also one yellow away from a suspension. We'll factor into their double game week. Uh, just talked about Blanco one game away. And then uh, also Hedges was injured last week for Dallas during their game against Columbus. And uh, not sure what his status is going to be if he'll be available for the next Dallas game. So keep an eye on lots of those players there. If you have any more injury notes, send them to at MLS Injury News or tweet them to me at MLS Fantasy Boss. We'll try to get the word out there so people know what's going on, especially for this big double game week. 
Uh, moving on to our round 30 preview, we already got Sheba's breakdown for Portland. Uh, Tim, let's let you talk about Columbus now. You got it. So uh, Columbus does offer us a few good options here this week. Um, you know, they have to travel to Portland, always a pretty difficult place to play. But as Sheba mentioned before, there are some concerns with the back line. So we are feeling a little optimistic about their attacking prospects in both this match and then the one where they're hosting Colorado, who, I mean, the wheels are just completely falling off there. So the last time they had a double game week, uh, Giassi Zardes played the full 180. Um, and frankly, I think he's good for at least one goal this week, if not more. Um, you know, they, we may run into a situation where Colorado may try to bunker down a little bit, but I'm not so concerned about that. It seems like they're really trying for the 4-4-2 diamond and just trying to, like, make it work. So if they do that, then, uh, you know, they could be off to the races. So I like I like uh, Zardis up top. I also think Justin Merrim could be an interesting play here. I mean, you know, at worst case, throw him on your bench. He's 5.5 million right now, which is an absolute steal. So, you know, I'm going to throw him in my bench, I think, this week. Um, on the back line, you know, I like Jonathan Mensah. I like Harrison Awful. I mean, both those guys you probably can't go wrong with either. Um, Pippa Higuain, he might not play both matches. I don't know. I mean, you've got the artificial surface out in Portland, and while it is one of the best in the league, um, you know, frankly, that's kind of what you've seen from him in the past where he might not play on an artificial surface on the road. So, you know, TBD there, but if you're feeling a little feisty, you can also get him in there. Um, you know, Harry Arter, he's not a terrible play if you like going with a defensive midfielder, although I do think there are better defensive midfielder options this week. Um, so as far as the game predictions, I think we have uh, we see a 1-1 draw out in Portland and we like a 3 nothing 4 nothing win at home against Colorado. All right, let's move on. Uh, Blaine, are you able to talk about San Jose for us? Looks like he's probably on Lily duty right now, so I'll take over his spot for San Jose. Uh, yeah, I think that was it. It was San Jose. So, you know, it could be. You're right. very right. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's right. I mean, it's San Jose. Like I said last week, um, I don't like San Jose. They're unpredictable. They're out of the running, so there's nothing really for them to go for. And we've already seen the talks of Caleb Porter that they're thinking of 2019, which they should be doing. Uh, that said, I guess you could go with Vaco, but he's around – uh, 11 million, I believe, off the top of my head, which I think is too expensive for a player on a defective team that uh, is just not going to score a whole lot of points in general the rest of the season. So I wouldn't consider Vaco, but if you want to, I guess you can. Uh, but I say no. Against they're playing, uh, hosting Atlanta. Atlanta has proven themselves to be tough on the road, so I don't have a lot of hope there. And San Jose has been vulnerable at home. Then they're traveling, short trip. Up to LAFC, perhaps San Jose can put some hurt on LAFC to give them some frustrations, similar to what New England did. That would be my biggest fear about LAFC. But uh, So maybe you go with a Godoy if you want to have a defensive midfielder as an option. Uh, but really for me, San Jose, nothing uh, as far as a double game week is of any interest to me. I wouldn't be surprised if they were on the losing end, both of these games by multiple goals. Uh, Atlanta is the next team I'm going to talk about. Uh, we've got... Almiron and Martinez. That's Atlanta. That's who you want. If you want to get fancy, they do have a double game week. I don't necessarily uh, want to go with Atlanta defender myself. I could see maybe a switcheroo. I like a couple of the other attacking options that you get from teams like Portland or uh, Colorado. 
but um, you definitely have something there. If Parkhurst does not get uh, a yellow, then you can get two games out of him. Uh, some cheap options there, but mostly about Atlanta, it's it's all about the attack right here. So uh, against Sporting Kansas, or sorry, against San Jose, you'll have a lot of options right there. And then against Real Salt Lake, you'll likely have some more options as well. Uh, they're a high-scoring team. They're going to be having them at home. That's a big travel for Real Salt Lake. So um, I think Atlanta attackers are definitely a must-have this week. Go for two players. I know I've seen some people online talking about wanting to have four Atlanta players. I don't think you need to go that deep in Atlanta because I think other teams offer some equally uh, profitable options, and I don't like the offensive abilities necessarily of all the Atlanta defenders, and you don't want Kuzan. Uh, Tim, I want to let you talk about Seattle, though I think maybe Sheba might want to jump in here and say a few things uh, to uh, throw some shade maybe on this Cascadia rivalry. Oh, I don't think so. It's it's too painful right now. We just uh, we just surrendered the cup this weekend. I really don't want to talk about it. Uh, damn much. Rip, rip. Um, yeah, frankly, uh, I don't hate Guzan actually. Reed at a five point four, he's he's not terrible. Um, but tell me, come on. So Guzan at five point four, but uh, look over at Columbus. Who would you rather have as your as your defense? I guess those are both two pretty. Easy games. Uh, Portland's definitely the harder opponent of those four. True, you're not wrong. It's a toss-up. It's a, it's a budget thing. Yeah. it's a budget thing. It's like uh, so. You know, I'm gonna chat about Seattle now. I mean, they've got Stephen Fry for nine million, right? That's that's <laughs> a lot of money to to dump into a, a goalkeeper. Um, so, but yeah, no, you're right. There are plenty of options out there this week. That's a good thing. Uh, you know, I don't hate Andre Blake either, but we'll talk about Philly in a second. So Seattle, um, you know, like I mentioned, Stefan Fry, he's $9 million. I've actually got Chad Marshall in my lineup right now. So if you really wanted to spend on that defense, you know, I think they get at least one clean sheet this week. Um, you know, Seattle's a very tough place to play, and Philly's reeling a little bit, and L.A. is a bit of a dumpster fire right now. So, you know, maybe they managed to pull a clean sheet. I don't think they have the best clean sheet chances for across the entire league this week, but, you know, I'd say they're pretty high up there. Um, you know, uh, on the attacking end, Rui Diaz is starting to finally – you know, come on a little bit. And Nico Ladero is just, I mean, he's class. So you you really can't argue against him. So, you know, Rui Diaz and Ladero, if you can afford them, definitely, definitely include them. Um, you know, Seattle's, I think they're going to be able to play at least, you know, a game and a half for all these guys on the attacking end. You know, I, I expect Ladero to get 60 in at least one, 90 in the other. And Rui Diaz should probably be able to play the full 180. I mean, I don't see why he wouldn't. So, um, as far as my predictions for the week, I think, oh, let's see, I'm going to go ahead and notch them in for a 2-1 win at home against Philly and a 2-1 win on the road in LA. No, 3-2 on the road in LA. It's going to be a oh, score wow. fest. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I just want to throw this out for you, Sheba, just to see if, if you could pick one Seattle player to come and play for Portland, who would it be? Oh, God. I hate these questions. Okay. So are we talking like fantasy money or just any player? Uh, any player. I figured it might trans right. transition into uh, the fantasy pick as well. But, I mean, either way. Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry? Yeah. Yep. All right. I can see that right now. Yeah. I hate the team, but his goalkeeping stats are pretty damn good. 
that's I think that is that could just be his little tagline. It's like uh, Stephen Fry. My goalkeeping stats are pretty damn good. That that's his, that's his resume for for going forward. Uh, keep us going, let's, Tim. Let's, talking let's be about honest, he built one MLS Cup without a shot on goal, right? That's, yeah. that's very true. That's very true. In our own because, because he stopped because he stopped what he could stop. You know. All right. So uh, just one last note about Seattle here. Um, Ozzy Alonso, he's 10 million right now, but you know I love me some defensive midfielders and a destroyer like him. By the way, uh, Shiba, I'm surprised you didn't say him because him and Diego Char in the same midfield, like there's nobody even touching a back line. They would be the yeah, destroyers. I, I, hear I hear you, but they're both I, I oof, that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> a year ago, year and a half ago, I would have absolutely agreed with you. <laughs> yeah. But uh, now that I bring him up, I am slotting him into my lineup. I love a defensive midfielder on double game week. So, all right, um, moving on to Philly. So, bit of a surprising loss this past weekend. Um, I definitely did not see them getting torched the way they did. However, I think that's not as bad of a result as it could be. You know, sometimes you just come out and you have those matches, but I still think that they're a playoff team. Um, and, you know, they're. They're facing Seattle on the road, which is going to be a tough one, and then SKC at home. So I'm not sure that their defenders are going to be a good option to start. Maybe if you want to put them on your bench um, and have a potential switcheroo there, I could see that happening for you. Um, you know, I don't hate Harris Madunian in as a defensive midfielder. You know, if you can't afford Ozzy Alonso, but you can afford him, bring him on. Um, you know, Andre Blake, like I said before, it's – it's going to be a tricky play with the matchups that they have. But, uh, you know, I, I think your your picks here for Philly are going to be your bench guys. So, um, you know, a trusty, a Sapong, a Rosenberry, you know, Corey Burke, like any one of those guys can go on your bench. I wouldn't see more than one or two Philly players in my lineup this week. I currently have none. But, uh, you know, I could, like I said, you know, I think they they take the L – up in Seattle, but uh, I could see them, uh, you know, getting a draw against SKC at home. You know, maybe a one-one draw, or maybe even a win to really uh, get them back, get themselves a little confidence coming into the final stretch here. I would be good with that. Yeah. All right, so that wraps up our double game week teams. Just a general open question now: Are there any single game week teams that anybody here tonight is considering as a source of fantasy players? Myself, it's a no. Um, maybe LAFC, but frankly, there's so many teams on the double game week that I just don't see a place for it in my life. Maybe one spot, maybe Vela. Likely not. Any other game she would that jump out to you as potential blowouts? Uh, ooh, not off the top of my head, although, like you said, Vela's never a terrible pick. Yeah. I mean, right. uh, Montreal is going to blow out NYCFC. I know that much. <laughs> Uh, let's move on to our player picks. Just uh, I think Blaine is still out with Lily. I'm not sure if he's going to be back to do player picks. Fortunately, Mike did send me uh, an email where he may be traveling tonight, but he did make some transfers and sent me a copy of his team, and I'll be able to give you Mike's picks uh, in Blaine's place unless he magically comes back during the middle of this segment right here. Uh, so we're going to start out at Keeper and Sheba. I'll just let you tell us who uh, your favorite Portland picks are for the round. Uh, and if there aren't any, like maybe you don't like Clark at Keeper, then uh, you can just say, nah, pass. Uh, so let's start out with uh, 
the keeper picks for, for Mike coming in. He does have Guzan starting at, at keeper, the, the $5.4 million keeper right there. And uh, on his bench, he just has a $4 million cheap keeper. So he's not going with a keeperoo this week. Uh, Tim. Uh, got Brad Guzan currently. Um, also thinking about bringing in Zach Steffen. Chiba, who do you th- you like Clark this week? Uh, well, gosh, you know I don't have the I don't have the prices in front of me, so um, I would say actually at home, yeah, I would say so for that person, yeah. She'd be willing to to take a flyer on on a, on the sure. Portland keeper this sure. week. All right, that's good. He's uh, he's pretty good value since uh, since he's been the backup this most sure. of this season. M defense. All right, so I got Chad Marshall right now. Sorry, Shiva. Um, got John Mensa and Harrison Offal. You know, at least Shiba, we don't have to even talk about Vancouver, though. Yeah. You know, thanks for bringing it up again for not talking about it. Yes, I appreciate that. <laughs> well, who do you like? Uh, who are your favorite defenders of Portland? Uh, Portland, gosh. Uh, you know, Mabiello is probably not a bad one out of these. And, um, and you know, uh, home favorite, Valentine for me. Do you, uh, do you like the potential offensive threat for Viafania? Um, I do. I'm, I'm not quite sure that he's 100% in form. Um, he's, okay. He's, okay. he's looking okay, but uh, he's, not quite, he's not quite the 2015 Viafania t- as far as I'm concerned. But, but I'm hoping that we get him here in this home stretch. So Still probably, I, I expect Valentin to be in one of these games and Viafania in the other to start. So I'm not really that, sure. Yeah, no, that's fair. We've seen some of that rotation before, yeah. And that's, that's a risk people should keep in mind. Good point. Yeah. Uh, for Mike coming in at defense – he has uh, Abu Bakar, he has Ridgewell, he has Chad Marshall, and he has a D.C. player uh, because D.C. is on a bye this week. And on his bench, he has uh, Elliott as a potential switcheroo option on defense. You know, I would if, if he knows something I don't and Ridgewell is going to be on the field, I would absolutely take Ridgewell. <laughs> he, he may just be taking a flyer on that, but uh, that's, that's, he may not know. He may not know Portland is not his specialty. Uh, let's talk about midfielders. Who are you are you targeting anybody but Valeri this week, Chiba? Uh, mm, gosh, that's a tough one. Um, you know, I still like Blanco, but that yellow card accumulation does does worry me a little. Bit. Yeah, because uh, normally I would pick Blanco for his uh, his production this year, but mm. it can be rough. I mean, Valeri is definitely a go-to for many oh, yeah. fantasy players. Sure, sure. I take one or the other. Uh, as for Blaine, a pretty st- or Blaine for Mike, a pretty stacked midfield right here. He's got Ladero, he's got Almiron, he's got Valeri, and then he's also got a keeper or a switcheroo option down here. Will Trap on his bench to potential sub in for his DC player right there. Tim, Nico Ladero, um, Miguel Almiron, Ozzy Alonso, and uh, Justin Merrim, like I mentioned before, but we'll, we'll see. That might change. That's sneaky. I, I mean, I, yeah. do, I do like that. That is a great value option right there. Uh, we had a question from Reddit, people talking to us about the best budget double game week players, and I would probably say that that Merrim is potentially one of the best. That's budget all right, man. I, it, it's still insane how, how far he's dropped price-wise. Yeah, and Clark. Clark's another good option, especially if he does get two starts right there. Yeah. Uh, moving on to four words from Mike. Uh, I think this is going to be a standard uh, double game week forward setup right now. He's got Martinez, and then he's got Rui Diaz. And I love his forward switcheroo option right here. Another great value option. Will the Dancing Bear Bruin. Oh, boy. 
I know. I, I love me some Will Bruin. Uh, oh, what about Bill you? Bruin? Who do you have, Tim? Yosa uh, Martinez, Ruiz Diaz. I mean, it's too easy. Giassi uh, Zardes as a switcheroo. Oh, that's a nice one. That's a nice one as well. Uh, Sheba, who are you liking for forwards from Portland? I, I think you've got some good value right there in some of your forwards. Yeah, you know, because, of course, I, I can't pick anybody from Seattle uh, just on principle. But um, for value, you could either go Armenteros and expect that he's going to fire it up again because, you know, streaky forwards. Or you could go with Jeremy Bobasi, who had a, had a couple of uh, awesome moments. Either one of those would be a good value, I think, probably. Definitely some good options. Uh, of course, I have to thank you for uh, the nice transfer you all made to FC Cincinnati to help get us a really wow. nice big forward right there. <laughs> Ouch. Still pains me. That was a, that was a beautiful goal he had this week. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Next season. Next season. Uh, okay, let's move on now to our captain picks. Tim, who do you think is going to be your guy? Almiron, man. It's too Almiron. good. Uh, Sheba, who do you think is going to be the best scoring player this week? I'm going to go with Blanco. Blanco. Hey, could happen. Uh, for Mike, he is putting it on Martinez. And then our final segment right here, clean sheets. Uh, Shiva, which teams do you think have the best shot at getting a clean sheet this week? Ooh, well, you know, of course i gotta got to be a homer on this one. I'm going to say we're going to get a clean sheet at home. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Uh, for Mike, he didn't give me clean sheet picks, but I'm going to guess he's thinking uh, Portland, Seattle, and, and Columbus just based on his defender picks. Also, I guess I'll throw in Atlanta since those that's his four – defensive unit back line right there. So um, we'll go with Columbus, Atlanta, Portland, and Seattle for him. Tim? Uh, Columbus, Atlanta, and uh, LAFC. Oh, a curveball in there. Look at that. They're going to finally do it. All right. Thank you, everyone, for uh, those game breakdowns and the, the player pick suggestions right here are going to move on to some community time as we get ready to wrap things up. Uh, as I mentioned, I sent out the prize winner notifications for the Patreon league. I've also sent out prize winner notifications for the r slash fantasy MLS league and the MLS fantasy boss league. Uh, just a reminder, everyone, the first place person is getting a $50 gift card. Second place is $25 and third place is $10. So uh, over $250 worth of prizes going out. For the spring season, we're going to do it again in the fall season. Uh, you can't win multiple times between the, diff the three different leagues, but you can win back-to-back -back in each season. So uh, some some good stuff going on, and uh, everyone be on the lookout for that uh, email if you haven't already checked. I do need a confirmation, and make sure you register on my list because I only will send you an email if you follow the instructions and register your contact information so I have an easy time getting in touch with you. Uh, I guess I'm going to have to mention this last bit of update, the MLS Fantasy Insider Hosts League. As I said, I had a head-to-head -head game that I was trying to make some picks around. That was against Mike, and Mike beat me 114 to 119. Uh, the Acosta captain shenanigans I was trying to play with Rooney, trying to outdo Mike, did not pay out. So I went from tied with first with Phil all the way down to fourth place, uh, six zero and one now with my point differential as plus forty nine. Uh, Phil is number one, seven zero and zero right now. Tim is second place, uh, six zero and one with a plus one hundred and forty point differential. Holy crap, Tim! That's a big time boski there for you. It is, it is. And then uh, 
Uh, we have Matt Pollard, who was on the show with us last week, coming in at third. Uh, also, part of the three-way tie, uh, 6 and one and his point differential is better than mine at plus 65. So it was a pretty good round uh, this, this past week. I must say the top scorer in uh, the host's invitational league that we had right here was 125 points, and that was from Bawana Phone. Uh, otherwise, most of the scores in our round this – oh, sorry – uh, I missed that. It's actually 129 from Santa Fe Calientes. My bad. Sorry about that. I just I just now noticed that an error in my notes when I was reviewing the the league. Uh, most of our scores were in the triple digits this week, and most of them were kind of in that low hundreds to that low 120 range. So uh, pretty solid, pretty solid. We had to say a lot of fun. Still, you never know what could happen with our uh, playoff system in hand. I could still come back, Mike. Even though you've put a little bump in my road, I can still come back. I think anybody can come back except for uh, except for Weeby, unfortunately. Anyone except for Weeby. Uh, yeah, he lost to MLS Fantasy Stats. Uh, he got 82 points, though. So yeah, uh, looks like a pretty good lineup. He said, "I don't. I have no, I have no idea if he said it for this week, but <laughs> you never know with Weeby. You never know. We had a fun little exchange on Twitter about it. So uh, I don't hate you, Andrew Weeby, but it's okay." That's all that we have for the show tonight. We're going to wrap things up with our plugs. Uh, Blaine's out with Lily, so uh, glad that you're back, Blaine. Glad that Lily's feeling better, but sorry she's fussy, and I'm glad you're dealing with her and not uh, spending time with the podcast because babies come first. Um, Shiva, thank you so much for being on the show tonight. Anything you'd like to plug? Uh, gosh, I guess I want you to check out MLS Female, check out some of the writing from uh, some awesome uh, supporters, and uh, by all means, uh, go Timbers. All right, Tim. As always, SoccerCaptains.com, at SoccerCaptains on Twitter, and uh, yeah, looking forward to the matches this weekend. Thanks again for having me on, Reed. Yeah. And of course, you can check out everything I do over at MLSFantasyBoss.com. I also have my weekly column over at MLSSoccer.com with the player picks section. goes along with uh, Skyler's rankings as well. Uh, those games start Wednesday, so look for those to come out pretty soon. Uh, head over to r slash MLS. There's still chatting going on. People have Rate My Teams. People are posting links to other tip sites across the web, so you can find lots of great resources there. And if all else fails, you can head over to MLSFantasyBoss.com and join our Discord chat and get some real-time advice from some of the top players in the game, several of whom uh, won the or placed in the top three with the leagues that we have going on. So a lot of information is out there. Uh, right there, we try to make it as easily available for you to get. And with all of that being said, good luck. <laughs>